Hey everybody, uh, Chad and Brandon with Unfinished People, episode 23. This is our Michael Jordan episode, Brandon, or you said our That just LeBron shows James. your age, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I said that earlier and Brandon said, no, it's our LeBron James. So I, I don't know. There's only one that can wear 23. It's true. Me. It's true. I was just being a turd. Yeah. I would choose Michael Sorry. Jordan over LeBron James. Oh, yeah. So we're, uh, we're actually, I, I'm kind of like, I feel like encouraged, honestly, that we just keep going. It's been, it's been cool for my own heart to talk through things. And today's episode, uh, we're talking about, I know one of my favorite characters. Um, yep. And so I'm just going to kick it to you because it's, it's at a really key moment in his life in following Jesus, yep. um, where a lot of people maybe would say he was done for. Um, so why don't you jump yep. in and tell us where we're going today? Yeah. So this is um, a little bit of like the unfinished people concept is not only are we talking about like um, ideas or systems or structures and natures of the church, it's it's also like we want to navigate our own hearts. And so um, it was just this, the last week or so, John 21, this story with Peter post-resurrection, it's been something the Lord's been doing in my heart. And, and I was just like, man, let's just, mm. can we just talk about this? So it's like, uh, let me process let's process together our own hearts as we see this how do we see ourselves in peter but also try to go what is the significance of this moment and why yeah. why did jesus ask the question do you love me three times mm-hmm. um and just kind of digging into some of these things and i and i believe like if you're listening and you have a a heart that's willing to hear and like just have some courage to be vulnerable you will totally find yourself at some level in yeah. relation to the story. So um, I'm just going to read the passage. Yes. So uh, people kind of have a context on this, but if you are like hit pause, just read John 21 on your own. Uh, but I just want to read, I'm not going to read it all. Well, yeah. You do, it we all. can do like a pastoral moment. Everybody open your Bibles Ooh, to John 21. Everybody <laughs> open, open your, your device, Bibles. open your device to John 21. Yeah, that's cool. Read it. So, after this, Jesus revealed himself again to his disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. He revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas called the twin, Nathaniel from Cana of Galilee, Zebedee's sons, and two others of his disciples were together. I'm going fishing, Simon Peter said to them. We're coming with you, they told him. They went out and got into the boat, but that night they caught nothing. When daybreak came, Jesus was standing on the shore, but the disciples didn't know it was Jesus. Friends, Jesus called to them. You don't have any fish, do you? Love that. <laughs> it's just funny. <laughs> no, they answered. Well, cast a net on the right side of the boat, he told them, and you'll find some. So they did, and they were unable to haul it in because of the large number of fish. And disciple, the one Jesus, the one Jesus loved, said to Peter, It is the Lord. When Simon Peter heard that it was the Lord, he tied his outer clothing around him and plunged into the sea. And since they were not far from the land, the other disciples came in the boat, dragging the net full of fish. When they got got gout, when they gout, mm. when they got out on land, they saw a charcoal fire there with fish lying on it and bread. Bring some of the fish you just caught. So Jesus told them. So Simon Peter climbed up, hauled the net ashore, full of large fish, 153 of them, even though there were so many, the net was not torn. Come and have breakfast, so on and so forth. Verse 15. When they had eaten breakfast, Jesus asked Simon Peter, Simon, son of John. Do you love me more than these? Yes, Lord, he said to him. You know that I love you. 
feed my lambs, he told him. A second time he asked him, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Yes, Lord, he said, you know that I love you. Shepherd my sheep, he told him. And he asked him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was grieved that he asked him the third time, do you love me? And he said, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Feed my sheep, Jesus said. Hmm. It's fascinating. Yes. It's an interesting story. It's one of those. So many that, things. Uh, yeah, there's so many different places. The one that I'm just struck with right away is like, and I would say this as well. I love that you picked this passage to talk about today because there are certain stories that I feel have made it into my spiritual DNA um, that mm-hmm. I've thought about them so many times and I've considered where, you know, the, the truth in them. But I, I think the part that I'm just struck by is kind of the beginning of where he was um, and what yep. he was, he had failed like huge yeah. and decided in my mind to go back to work, go back to doing the old thing, let's yeah. go fishing. And, yeah. um, and so I'm thinking, all right, if, if I'm a unfinished follower of Jesus and I've failed or I feel like I'm failing or I don't feel like I'm doing a good job pursuing the Lord, this is for me. This is, this is the place yeah. or, or maybe I've made like a huge mistake, like I've fallen into a place of sin or, a pattern of not caring. I kind of feel like you don't, sometimes you have that where you're like, I just, whatever, like I'm, I'm going to go do this. Like uh, to me, like Peter going back fishing is almost like saying, I'm just going to watch Netflix. <laughs> like yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't care. I'm going to do something. Yeah. I, 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 but I, even yeah. just the beginning, I love thinking about that. Yeah. It, it, like where I resonate, like initially is when Peter first said, I can't remember what passage it was. It was before he would, Jesus was arrested. Lord, I will die with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like just such bravado, like everyone else will run, but I will not, you yeah. know? And then just like how Jesus like was so candid. It's like, Peter, I tell you the truth. Satan has asked to sift you like wheat, man. Like mm-hmm. you're going to deny me, you know, like even in that moment, like after you failed, encourage your brothers, like even like, like even in that moment, Jesus like, Hey, this is going to happen. It's going to happen. Grace, grace is there. And yet the part that strikes me is Peter had to have known that Jesus resurrected at this point. Yeah. And yet. Didn't he see him already? Yeah. Well, he ran. Well, we assume so. Like he ran to the tomb and it was empty. Right. So we have that scene. And then when Jesus showed up, it just says the disciples with, with doubting Thomas, you know, like, was he there? Was he not there? I, I'm going to assume, like, I just feel like he was there, obviously, yeah. just because of the general moniker of the disciples. And yet Peter wasn't, like, internally healed. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, he's still, like, Jesus and him haven't had any interaction. Hmm. Do you, like, all of the self-talk, like, is Peter thinking, man, Jesus is so ashamed of me. He's so mad at me. You know, like, just all of that self-talk. Yeah. And just like to me, like I'm going fishing is like I give up. I'm I'm just I'm useless. I blew it. This is it. I'm just gonna go back to what I know. You know, yeah. and first question to, I have hearing you talk. Yeah. Like I just so how often do we think the enemy, Satan, or some representative of the enemy, the spiritual forces that Paul talks about, are having a conversation with Jesus about us? Because mm. he's asked to sift you. Um, yeah. and so I've, I know that relates back to Job, like that the enemy can't do anything to us unless he actually has permission. But then that messes with you a little bit. 
why'd you give him permission? <laughs> why can't we just like, you know, not yeah. have this happen? That's my first question, and you can answer that. But here's the second one, just as in the wings. Oh, thanks. Uh, on, I get to answer that. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Or just you can respond. We can <laughs> do the we can do the Portland thing. Q and R question and response, not question and answer. You ever heard of that? No. Yeah, John Mark Homer talks about. It. He goes, "Yeah, we're so avant garde and such a trendy city that we don't have Q and A. We have Q and R because you know the secular culture doesn't necessarily believe that there are answers." <laughs> I was laughing so hard. So that's why they say Q&R. Isn't that funny? So anyway, Q&R. Uh, my second question is this. Was it different? And maybe was this part of the issue? Not only he got doubting Thomas and denying Peter in the same room, but he had made a mistake. He had failed. He had denied him. But was it is it different interacting with the resurrected Jesus and the fully revealed um, firstborn of all creation? Kind of this... And I just, I have never thought of that, but when you were talking, I was thinking, I was like, maybe there was like a little bit of getting used to, um, and they had moments of revelation all through the ministry, like where they'd be thinking he's just a normal rabbi. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, get away from me. So I wonder if it was like, okay, now level three, you know, you've got, here mm -hmm. is the resurrected. He's still fully God and fully man, but there's, you know, maybe it was a little, because remember when you said to Mary, don't touch me because <laughs> I haven't gone to the Father? Maybe there was like mm -hmm. a little bit of a, an interesting, I don't know. I just, those are the two things I think about conversations yep. from the enemy. So, so which one do you want me to roll with? <laughs> first, let's do the conversations first because that one's maybe, a, you know, we'll run out of answers fast because we don't know. But I, I, man, I just go, I mean, Obviously, Peter learns something because when he wrote First Peter chapter one, you know he goes um, verse six: "You rejoice in this, even though now for a short time, if necessary, you suffer grief in various trials." Mm -hmm. So it's it's just like I, he learns after the fact the significance of why potentially the Lord allows Satan to sift us, yeah. you know, because so that the proven character of your faith, which is more valuable than gold which though perishable is refined by fire. You'd think about the same thing because Jesus even said to Peter, when you return, like it, it's like, he's already speaking like the prompt, like the hope and expectation that Peter's going to, he's going to fall, but he's going to yeah. repent. He's going to return, strengthen your brothers. Same thing with God and, and Satan with Job. You know, it's like, God knows that probably, you know, Job is going to withstand the test. Obviously not perfectly, yeah. Um, but sometimes like, this is the part where it's like, I know we can go, Oh, why does God always have to, why does everything have to be a test or a trial? But man, there's mm -hmm. something about that fire that we need for faith to emerge, yeah. to strengthen, to galvanize. And so if, if necessary, we need to be sifted, God mm -hmm. knows what's best. And that's where it's just like, you just have to come to a place of, is God good? Yes. And then if he's allowing a sifting to take place, then it's good. Hmm. You know, it's just like, try to find that place of faith and that resolve. Cause he's like, listen, when it's, you know, when it's refined, it will result in praise, glory, and honor at the revelation of Jesus. Though you have not seen him, you love him, though not seen him. Now you believe in him and you rejoice with an inexpressible and glorious, glorious joy. Hmm. So I, I think there's just a part of like our temper tantrums, our spiritual temper tantrums that we just need yeah. to be like, you know what? 
if I want to grow in my faith in Jesus, fires and sifting are yeah part they're going to the happen. Package. They it have is, to happen. It's amazing to frame the next time we're having a hard day or something's going on around something like a conversation in the spiritual realm about our life. That's, yeah. that's wild to think about that. Okay. Lord, what's going on? There's nothing's just where there's nothing. We know that that's really the battle. Then there are things happening. There are conversations being had. There's a clash of kingdoms taking place. I was thinking, I sent you that little screenshot this morning from my devotions and Lectio 365. Mm-hmm. And I, I just had never heard it phrased that way that Moses' first attempt at leading or following yeah. was was yeah. a disaster. Was a disaster. He yeah. killed somebody. Everybody hated yeah. him. And and so God said, you know what? I'm gonna have to get you out into the wilderness for a long time. Yep. For yep. you to be useful to me. Um and yep. it's like years, years that he's out 40. there. Yeah. That's insane. And then, then yeah. God says, Okay, now you're ready come over here and look at this burning bush. Yep. Like, but he still had to kind of make so that. That was, that was good for me to think about um, how many times have I made, not just leading, like, cause obviously we're in leadership roles, but just, I think about just in following and Dude. God's like, mm, yeah. we got to get you into some wilderness stuff. So here comes some fiery trials. Yep. And, and that's the, actually the perfect setup for my answer to the question number two, at least from okay. my perspective was yeah. going, why was Peter the way he was in this moment? And I think it's just because he is facing the reality of his spiritual weakness, mm-hmm. right? Like if you just go from bookend to bookend, like on the forefront, he's spiritually self-reliant. I got this. I can yeah. do this. And now here he is face to face with his own failure. And mm-hmm. so like at one level, there was a lack of self-spiritual awareness, you know, if yeah. you want to use that phrase. And, and he's wrestling with that, like mm-hmm. has to, like I failed him. I can't believe this is not who I thought I was. And just at least maybe I resonate with that. Cause that's the story I have often, yeah. Yeah. you know, like, man, I, I'm going to be this kind of pastor and I should do this. And when things don't turn out the way they are, it's just like, man, I just immediately go into this. I suck. Maybe mm-hmm. I'm not as good as I thought I was and da da da. Same thing with Moses. Like, all right. Yeah. I'm supposed to be this guy. I'm here. This is what the Lord has for me. So let's roll, you know? And right. then he realized, oh, wow, I did something on my own that wasn't the way it was supposed to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it comes to those moments where we have to be like our self-reliance or our self-character, um, caricature of ourselves has mm-hmm. to be shattered Yeah, for the Lord to, to kind of build back some of the things. And that's where I go, man, there's so many... Maybe I'm just like, you know, strawing out a gnat through a straw. What's that phrase? Strawing, like trying to straining, make more out of this story. Out. Yeah, straining yeah. out a gnat. Yeah. Like I'm going, okay. So what? there's a cool like flashback to this is where kind of a very similar scene when Jesus mm-hmm. first called Peter, right? Like, yeah. hey, you've been fishing all day. Yeah, you know, we'll just cast out. We've been doing this all. And it's the same thing, which is kind of, hilarious at some level yeah and and there's actually almost like more broken because they didn't even push back 
like previously they pushed back a little bit, like, who are you? You're mm-hmm. just a rabbi. And now they're like, oh, fine. You know, they just kind of do it. But I don't know if there's any kind of significance to like they all night, they did it on their own. They caught nothing. But I love the phrase daybreak comes because it makes me mm-hmm. think of Jesus being the bright morning star. Yeah, It's like, it's like he's there and it's the picture of hope. This this is as dark as going to get. Now the sun's emerging. And he was standing there on the shore waiting for them yeah. to almost like experience their futility. Mm-hmm. He's just like waiting for them to come to the end of themselves. And he's just like, hey, friends, children, yeah. you have did you catch anything? Get any of fish. Of course not. No. Yeah. You know, then it's just kind of like, well, okay, do do it my way. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's that's just been something that's just kind of churning in me of going, man, why do I always fall back into this self-caricature of who I think I am mm-hmm. and how often I need the Lord to lo- let me flounder in my futility to finally realize he's just there on the shore waiting for me mm-hmm. to go, I'm empty. Yeah. I got nothing. I, so we, you've, how many times you preached on this passage, you think? Oh, handful. Yeah, same here. Um, and it takes on a new, uh, even like it's happening today as we talk about it. It always, it's like you see a new layer. Um, so a couple of things I was thinking about as back to what you brought up at the beginning, the conversation, Jesus knowing Peter's about to go through this um, and, you know, it's going to deny him. And But how interesting that the Lord can foresee our sin and mm-hmm. still see it as a part of our spiritual formation. Um, yes. You know, and that he's like, he's not like, I've prayed for you so that your faith may not fail. Um, and he's not even saying you might, he's like, you will deny me. You will. And, but I'm praying for you. I'm with you. And so I think I was practicing the way I was reading last week or a couple weeks ago talking about how most of us stop on at this early level of spiritual formation and we tap out with this is too hard. I can't do it. And so then we stay in this very shallow, immature place because we're not willing to go through the really difficult part of, Mm -hmm. because you know, you mentioned the beginning call and now it's, he's replaying the call. He's reinstating, he's renewing, he's bringing back and how important it is for us to, allow Jesus to work through our failures and actually yep. bring us back close to him and, and that yep. there's a strengthening that's going to happen as we do that. Yep. Yeah. And, and that's, it's, it's perspective, right? Because that's not how, I don't know about you, but that's not how I see my failure Mm-mm. or when uh, like, for instance, if I see something coming down the road, a task, a project, a message, a leadership thing, whatever it is, and then I construct in my mind how it should go. And if it doesn't go the way I've constructed it in my mind, I failed. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for me to get back on the horse and to think yeah. that there's another chance, right? Yeah. It's so like, like a mark that's, that's why not going to go away. Yeah. And that's why I like, I so resonate with Peter. Like my tendency is verse three, I'm going fishing. Mm-hmm. I'm done. Whatever. Screw yeah. it. You know, it's care. like just. Yeah. Either I literally go do something or it's just I internally abdicate and I just like veg, you know, mm-hmm. become despondent. And it's it's just like, man, how many times? And and that's where like I get encouraged, the fact that they toiled 
all that night. Now it's just being, you know, metaphorical. It's like how long I struggle in my futility, my own crap to only discover Jesus is there yeah. at daybreak, you know, waiting and, and, and very intentionally, like he chose at this moment to have his engagement with Peter. He yeah. didn't do it previous, you know, he chose this moment with fish. And the, the funny part is, I love this, like, like P- Peter's, I love him so much. His the excitement, like without even realizing it, he just launches himself into water. Yeah. And he's, you know, trudging. I can, I don't see him swimming. I see him like trying to run in the water. Yeah. Flailing. To Jesus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, you know, and then when they, they get there, it's like, there's, there's breakfast already or mm-hmm. no. He tells yeah. him, when you get on a solid chocolate fire with fish line, and then like there's fish and bread already being prepared. And then he says, Hey, bring some of the fish that you just caught. And yeah. Simon just goes, does it himself, dragging a net full of this is crazy, 153. Not yeah, some, somebody counted. Right. <laughs> right somebody, somebody counted. counted <laughs> you know, and he just dragged it up there himself. And what the way this reads to me, Jesus didn't use any of those fish. Like, and I'm going, why? Yeah. Like, like he's like, I already have everything prepared. I don't right. really need you to do that. But like, just bring to me what you, you're, you're proud of, you know, yeah. almost in this sense. Like, so my question is, where did he get those fish? Did Jesus buy that at the market? Or did he just say, hey, you two, out of the water, up onto the beach? <laughs> yeah. I think, <laughs> I think he, he, he had to, like, he used a fishing pole and a bobber. You think a so? A spin bait. Yeah, a little worm. Jesus sat no on the idea. dock. Yeah, yeah it, it's hilarious. an interesting. It's an interesting that he has prepared on his own what we need. I when I've preached on that, I love because they fished at night, so it would have been dark, and so Jesus. I don't know how much he was taking advantage of his resurrected abilities. Um, you know, because if if Philippians two, where he emptied himself and did not consider equality with God a thing to be grasped and didn't exploit his powers. Now he's resurrected. And to me, I feel like it's like, game on. (laughs) (laughs) I want to use use all, but I I still love the thought of Jesus walking the beach while they're out there and he can see him in the distance. He can see him like he knows they have nothing and he's picking up sticks. He's picking up little logs and he gets down and he, makes this little fire, he breathes onto it, he fans it into flame. I was thinking about your comment from our friend about fanning the flame. Yeah, no, yeah. in a good way, in a good way. D- dwindle, um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, but God's like, down. God is on his knees. He is, like, just picture him down on his side, the way you would with a little campfire, and he is blowing life and oxygen onto those flames, and then he's putting out food, and he's... So I remember when I preached on this, I said, you know, Jesus walks the beaches of your life. The ones that are mm. just, you think are just so worthless, like you're they're yeah. empty, like, and you, yeah. you have nothing. And then he says, Hey, I would like to have breakfast with you. I would like for you to sit with me in this failure, in this place where yeah. you think you think you're worthless. And let me show you yeah. who you really are. Yeah. And what's the first words? He doesn't, Peter what were you thinking, bud? Yeah. You I, t- I told you, I told you, you would do this. Yeah. I even looked at you. We connected eyes that night. Mm-hmm. Why would you, you know, you didn't. He's just like, hey, go get some of that fish. Mm-hmm. Hey, come have breakfast. You know, in like, 
one of the unique pieces, if this is true or not, I love the idea of it. And in fact, I, I lean towards this is true and why he did it. Mm-hmm. Like verse nine, when they got out, they saw a charcoal fire. And, and that's like, it was the same fire type that was used yep. outside of the courts when Peter denied Jesus. Absolutely. So there's a lot of like sensory triggering, yeah. you know, and it's almost like he's reliving that moment. Yeah. Again, in that essence, and like how the Lord's trying to redeem that whole thing, yeah. and and that leads to me like the the three questions: like why, why did Jesus restore Peter this way? Hmm. You, you know, it's just so not like it's it's not even always like how I would parent. Like for instance, be like, hey, why did you do this? Right? Yeah. Like I want to go. I want to know why you sinned. <laughs> which, which is a really stupid question to be honest. Well, because I'm a sinner, mm-hmm. you know. But the the question he asks is, "Do you love me?" Mm-hmm. And even the first one, the first one is the one that gets me the most. Mm-hmm. Do you love me more than these? It's just going. Well, what's the these? What are the these? You know? Yeah. And some people were like, "Well, it's the disciples." I'm actually more prone to think he's talking about the fish. Hmm. You know, he's tell like, me about that. Love me. What did Peter go back to? His old fishing, life. Yeah. Fishing. Do you love me more than these? Hmm. You know, like interesting. Because what does he say? Like, remember the first call, follow me, and I'm gonna make you a fisher of men instead of a fishing, you know, a fisherman, you know, a yeah. fish. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Totally. I just I just cracked myself up there. Yeah. No, you know, absolutely. And, and it's kind of like, hey, which which life do you love more? Hmm. Like, what 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 are you really living for? You know, that's the way I like I feel that, and that's kind of what I'm wrestling with right now is that question. Mm-hmm. Like, Brandon, do you, do you love me more than these? Like, you know, whatever pursuits you want to go after, yeah. like, you know, and I and I felt like that. There's a moment in there because what he says right after is like, "Well, feed my lambs." He's just like. Not only reinstating Peter in his heart in that relationship, but also the calling, yeah, that it was first given way back in the early gospels. So I don't know, man. Like that's the way I always read the yep. more than these. Yeah, it could be the disciples and relationships stuff like that. Yeah, but if that feels like I, a weird thing that he would say for the to the disciple that about the disciples, like they'd be like, why yeah. are you, why are you doing that? Yeah, he <laughs> Lord, why are you, like why he's are you putting like the best spot? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that to I me like is that. like, I like what's the that. these? Cause like, what it we got the fish, hauled the fish, fish on yeah. the fire. He's a fisherman in his broken, failing, failure state. It's kind of like, well, I guess this is just the best I got. It goes back mm-hmm. to fishing. And that's where I'm like, Jesus immediately just goes right from the get go. Do you love me more than these? Yeah. There's more, there's more to your life. Like, is this what you, you know, like, man, mm-hmm. it reminds me of, um, Paul in Philippians three, you know, like pressing forward to the goal, the upward calling, you know, like I'm trying to get off the top of my head. Like one thing I do, even though I don't, I haven't um, attained it, mm-hmm. but I strive forward. I get back up. I'm totally botching this verse. I should probably just look it up, but close enough, you know, moving forward, <laughs> yeah. moving forward, you know, I'm, like, I'm, yeah, I'm going to give my, I'm going to give everything. I'm going to give everything to it. I'm not gonna. Yeah, yeah, I pressed to the goal of the upper call in Christ Jesus. There it is. Um, yeah, there yeah. it is. And is it this and also the one where it's like I'm leaving other things behind, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm yep. throwing off everything, mm-hmm. you know, 
Um, I consider it all rubbish. Yeah, I I think the the fire stuff is is an important part, especially as I've learned from other smarter people too about John and his just creative writing that he's doing through the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, We know in John one with his he loved to talk about light and dark, Um, and then Mm -hmm. you know Judas went out and it was night. You know, Nicodemus went at night, like, and now we're here, we have Jesus and it's daybreak and Mm -hmm. yeah. And it's Peter's at night denying. Now Peter is by the fire. Yeah. And he's, he, it's a charcoal fire. Yeah. And I think you're right. It is the only other time in the new Testament that phrase is used charcoal fire. Yeah. Yeah. Those two, um, the one, and they're both with Peter and they're both with almost exactly the same uh, events, but in reverse. When yeah. it's the second time, God is is re, yeah. you know three denials, so now three love I love yous, and I I wonder if the I, I, one thought I was thinking was about how easy it is for me to pick up the the bat that I've carried around so long to beat myself up with, um, mm-hmm. and it, you know how it's the the handle even. Um, on the stick that I carry is shaped to my hand and it's well-worn and it's easy. I can find it in a pinch. And so almost Peter in this place of, he knew how to to go back to thinking he was worthless. He knew how to almost, I failed. And, and so inst- you mentioned like when it comes to our failures, we don't think, oh, okay, this is going to be a new place of growth in Jesus. We think, I knew it. I knew this right. would happen. And so yeah. I'm just going to, yeah, I'm just going to go back to what I already thought of myself anyway and give up yep. and cause this is dumb yep. and it does miss the whole point of Jesus gospel and his good news yep. of what he gives us. Um, but yep. it is, it's easy to pick that up. Do you, have you ever heard people talk about the, how Jesus uses Simon Peter's name? It's like when he, sometimes when Peter reverts to old Peter. He uses okay. the name Simon or Simon Peter. Hmm. You know, and it, like if you actually look at this flow, it's kind of like the very first one. It's he just says Simon, son of John, like in the other ones, but the first one, Simon Peter. It's kind of hmm. like this, which you're acting like the old Peter. It's yeah. like it's kind of like saying that. So Simon Peter. Remember, like Jesus asked, and so it's just fast. I don't know. Like, there's a, I feel like to me that first question is so loaded. But yeah. Why does he ask him the second and third time? Hmm. Yeah, I would be super uncomfortable with the second and third. <laughs> I mean, I'm comfortable with the first, but the second and third would be brutal. Almost like I, I said it. Like that's how what it feels like is going on there. That he's almost like, yes, you know. And and that whole thing that people used to do with that of the changing of different, the, yeah, yeah. I've I've learned that that's probably not what's happening there, no, um, at all. But it's uh, to me, it's just uncomfortable. Um, but <laughs> that's what I think. It's just uncomfortable. Just like, don't ask me if I love you. Right? Yeah, it makes me squirm. Yes, you know. And was everybody else listening to? You know, was everybody mm-hmm. hearing? Well, that was a nice swig. What are, you, what are you drinking sorry, there today? Sorry. What, what are you drinking there today? <laughs> cold brew? espresso. A little I'm cold just brew. trying to melt ice because I'm thirsty. There you go. There you go. 
<laughs> I didn't realize that. My bad. They're, you're good. You're good. That's not as uncomfortable as a conversation with Jesus about your sin, but it's... <laughs> so what do we do with everyday... So Peter's failure was massive. It was denying Jesus. What do we do with the just the daily kind of struggles of following? And some days we feel super spiritual and we feel like we're tracking and we're focused and... You know, we set our heart to spend time with him and we are actually thinking about him. And other days, you know, which I have these where it's like I'm trying to do it. And then I'm like, oh, I, uh, oh, there's a nice, my stomach is growling. Sorry. Um, where you're asking, trying to meet with him and then you're thinking of all the stuff you got to do. And then you get distracted. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like I've, I've had that. I had that happen this morning, actually. I was trying to spend time with him and it's like all this stuff I was trying to do and I'd come back. Sorry, Lord. <laughs> it's like, but what do we do with like our, the ups and downs of, does this story speak to that as well? Maybe as a question. Shh, I feel like you want me to say yes. <laughs> yes. Not necessarily. It does. I mean, is I, this only for the biggies? I guess is this only for the biggies? It would be probably. I mean, I feel like it, it, it lands better with like that. I think it lands better with, having to deconstruct our self perspective of who we think we are. Yeah. Right. And in the process of spiritual formation. And I guess that can be any, at any level, but it's like here, like just following the the line of thought with Jesus and Peter is like, Peter thought he was going to be all that. He wanted to be his number one and all these things speaking it. And then he finds himself actually not being able to do it and failing in yeah. his own efforts. But then like at the very end, which I didn't read, Jesus like, hey, actually you will do what you said you will do. Hmm. Like, but you're not going to do it in your own power. Like you will die for me. You know, it's like, and then almost at that point, Peter's like, well, what about John? You know, what about him? You know, but I, and I do think if any part that is part of the dailies is what Hmm. I want to believe this is one of the reasons why Jesus did this. Mm-hmm. Is why why did he have Peter answer the question if Jesus already knew the answer? Yeah. Was for Peter to hear himself say that he loves him, hmm. like right, like because I don't I don't know about you, but like when I stumble and fall, or even when I like I am distracted and busy, just my everyday, like there are little thoughts and temptations that come in my mind. Like you don't really care, hmm. you know, like other things are more important to you. Just like a little accusation can come yeah. in, but there's something really sweet about Jesus asking that question hmm. and for us to be able to hear our own heart of, and it's his stirring, it's his doing it yeah. inside of us. But like, yes, I, I do love you. And like, I wonder if like his aggravation, his grieving wasn't so much that Jesus asked him a third time. It was almost more like, I wonder if his grief was like that he, went so far in the depths of despair mm-hmm. to go fishing and give it all up that he's just like, I do love you. Almost like, like feeling the tension between this, the spirit and the flesh. Yeah. For lack of better words. But I, the, what I want Jesus to say back to him when he says, I love you is I love you too. And he doesn't, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He says, feed my sheep or feed my lambs or tend my lambs. I know there's like three different ways he says it. And I'm, I don't know, is he just, 
giving him like his marching orders again there? Or is there something more to that? Did, so if I were to put on my leadership consulting hat, I would be like, Jesus is speaking to his personality type. Okay. Like that's the way I read that because Peter is very much like, like, man, like I want to be the guy. I want to be the leader. I want to be able to do this. And hmm. and he's feeling like that is all broken because he doesn't like even the dialogue with him and the John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, like Jesus' approach is, is different yeah. based on that. So like I wonder – for me, I go, the fact that he's, if I was in Peter's shoes and it, Jesus was saying, hey, feed my lambs, to yeah. me, I'm hearing God's declaration of love towards me, of giving me an, another go, another, another chance, chance. Okay. speaking that calling back into my heart. I'm like, yes, because like the words, I love you, spoken to me, don't, they, they matter, hmm. but they don't always hit the same as like oh, something okay. like this. So I've made, I, it's, it's a way of saying that not only I love you, but I've called you to this and I've made you for this and I'm going to help you do yeah. this. And it's still what I want. It's still who yeah. you are. Um, yeah. Your identity is in me and in what I've called you to do and in my love for you, not, you know, in giving up or going away. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's Cause my good, biggest, man. my biggest like fear, my biggest fear is that I've blown it and now I'm disqualified. Yeah from being able to honor the Lord and serve him. So I'm that, just going to go, well, screw it. I'm going to go work at Walmart. Yeah. No offense. You can work at Walmart and have a great life. Yeah. You know, right. like I'm going to go, I'm going to go fish, whatever it is like. And that's the part where like I resonate deeply with this. It's like, man, if I screw something up or if my game wasn't on point or my sermon was a foul ball, mm -hmm. man, I can go fishing quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like in, 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 in especially, yeah, I didn't want to do this in, anyway, Lord. And I told you I wasn't any good at it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And all of a sudden Jesus is like, do you love me? And yeah. it's almost as if like that is in itself the qualifier. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Hmm. You know, like that's where even that third one, I'm like, gosh, yes, Lord, I do love you. And it's almost more of a, I'm so sorry, forgive me that I have given up on you. Right. Like I believed that I have disqualified, like my arrogance and my pride of how bad I thought I was has trumped your grace mm -hmm. towards me. You know, like there's a sense of grief in that. Yeah. I remember being with a group of pastors years ago. This is a negative story. So <laughs> here we go. Um, and it was a, it, it was a, everybody was getting a chance to share. And this one guy was being pretty vulnerable about his struggles with who he is like, and kind of similar. Like, I don't think I'm good. I'm always self doubt and all these different things. And so in a really poor form, the group, very heady, very almost like just said, here's what's true. Now don't do this again. Like that's kind of what mm -hmm. I heard. You can't ever think this again. This is over. This is what's reality. So move on. Um, and I, I am compelled by that level of religious strength, my own strength and act it like if I, okay, I will never, you know, what do we say when we make a big mistake? I will never, ever do yeah. that again, Lord. Um, and so I, even as we were talking, I was thinking about, I was like, was this the last time? Oh, I think it was the last time Peter actually, oh no, it wasn't the last time we see no. something in the Bible. We see yeah, a few Galatians. more. Yeah. Yeah, and isn't it when Paul's like mad at him because yeah. Peter is basically like 
yeah, he is sh- he is not being who he's supposed to be. And he said one person around the Jews and he's another person around. And Paul goes, you <laughs> are right. not doing. And so I was, I love that that's in there. Cause if it was, mm-hmm. this was the last moment that Peter ever did anything that showed some sort of like not doing well from here on out, he went all the way to martyrdom and you'd be like, okay, yep. I guess I'll work yep. harder. Um, but yeah. it isn't the case. All right. I'll feed your lambs. Yeah. So if Peter's sitting with that group of pastors that I sat with, they would have said, okay, this is it though. Don't, don't you ever do this again. Don't you ever have a moment of weakness like this? You for, you remember who you are. Now yep. get out there and be a pastor and do a good job. Yep. But that's not what Jesus is doing or no. clearly what happens. And he still makes it to faithfully, um, you know, being someone who would give his life for Jesus. Um, yeah. And with mistakes along the way. Yeah. Yep. And even in the, like, and I love the last story with Jesus and Peter and Peter is trying to point at John and like, even in that moment of like, yeah, but I want one he's going to do mm-hmm. like, like, or if, if I'm going to die for him, why isn't he, you know, yeah. like to, <laughs> to be comparing and contrasting to other mm-hmm. people. And Jesus is like, Hey, what is it to you? What I want to do with him. Mm-hmm. If he, if I want him to remain alive until I come, what's that to yeah. you? You know, and I love that Jesus doesn't even give an explanation. He's like, you worry about you, man. Yeah. Like his calling is his calling and your calling is your calling and it's all good. Yeah. You know, like how, te- like, man, I don't, as a pastor, like, I don't know about you, but it's especially, I feel it now more in the city of Austin of like comparing myself to other churches and other mm-hmm. pastors and sure. being like, well, apparently because we're not doing that, I'm failing here. So I'm going to go fish. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it's, it's so like, tempting. No. It is. Yeah, if you compare, it's it's the wrong path. Yesterday, I was talking with um, just a group of people who were leaning into what it means to lead, like Jesus. And one of the things that we were talking about was how God lets you, like, so we think linear, and so linear growth would be this moment happens in Peter's life, and then he moves on and never goes back to this lesson. And we just talked about how um, learning with Jesus is more cyclical, that you'll hit something again and cyclical in 3D and that it's almost like Mm. he's got this really intricate way where, yeah, he may teach you something about failure here um, or humility here or serving, you know, identity and purpose. And then you come back to it a year later or whatever, maybe a week later, and it's it's like, well, this is that same thing, but it's different too. It's There's a different mm. level of understanding I have now and I, kind of how the way scripture can teach you every time you come to it. And it's like, I've read this a hundred right. times, but I just learned something new. So I like that right. idea of knowing that we're human beings and we're going to fail, but that God's like, yeah, I gotcha. Like, we'll, we'll get back to this one again. <laughs> this is, yeah. we're on a, we're on a cyclical kind of learning circuit here. Um, and just yeah. like you have to train, uh, you don't just train once, like on something, yeah. like so. Yeah, man. So I just is a, like a pastoral encouragement to those who are listening. I think, I think a great question to answer is um, that first 
question, do you love me more than these? Mm-hmm. And for you just to define, put in the blank, I would say, lean on the Holy Spirit and ask him, the Holy Spirit, what are these in my life that mm-hmm. I'm tempted to love Jesus more or love yeah. them more than Jesus or what my fallback or my plan B is? And and just allow him to show that in your heart and, and have these moments where Jesus is wanting to have breakfast with you, sit and restore you. Um, it's, it's, it's such a sweet thing because who he is and who he will reveal himself to be in your life is not how you would picture him. Yeah. And Amen. so we need him to surprise us often in that area because um, we need to have a spiritual awareness of who we are. And, and it's a lot weaker than we think, <laughs> which is yeah, the beauty and the joy of the resurrected Lord. Yeah. Get lower still and allow his strength to be made perfect in us. So, Well, hey, folks, yes. thanks for joining us for episode 23 of Unfinished People. It's a joy to uh, have you guys listen. We, we feel very honored. We talk about that often. Um, but it's fun for us to talk together, too. But uh, we will see you next week. Yes, thank you.